Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Next Level Show. Welcome to the new Monday Mindset episode. Yay. Yay. What, there's <laughs> a, wait, hold on, hold on. There's another welcome. Finally made it. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm here. Big Papa Mike. I don't even remember uh, the last time that I was on the podcast. Was it Monday? Last Monday? Was it? Uh, see. I think no, actually, yeah, week. now that it's all coming back, I had a really hard time remembering like what day it was for a while. Um, so uh, you could probably guess that we had our baby. Uh, not you guys. You guys know, but the listeners can probably guess that we had our baby. That's why I was gone um monday night we didn't say it though yeah, yeah oh we, you yeah, didn't did okay no. well yes i am officially uh papa uh which is amazing but it happened on monday night so i finished training somebody my last client on monday um i did payroll so that i could make money and then i did show notes and by the time i pressed the last button for the show notes to post to them uh, Jen called me and I was like, Oh fuck, it's time. I didn't even need to like hear her speak. As soon as I saw her name on the caller ID, I knew exactly what was going on. And it's really weird because I was right. Did you, did you feel a disturbance in the force? I guess so. I, I don't, I don't honestly know how I knew, but I did. And, uh, yeah. So this time it wasn't as hectic or frantic. Like it was the first time where she went into labor after work where that one was like, I was bouncing around the house, like a ping pong ball, like not, not a single clue or plan or notion of like what I need to bring or anything like that. This time it was like, it was very calm. You know, we were more prepared. Um, we had time to stop and get something to eat. Um, and it, it just generally just wasn't as like panicked, I guess. But um, yeah, so drove to the hospital, got admitted, got checked out yes, this is labor. It's happening. Um, and then we waited. When did you lose your, like you said, like when I talked to you last, you're nervous on a scale to one to 10, it was a two. When did it like, you like, dude, this is wild. You texted us. When was that? What was happening? Honestly, I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> dude, like, I'm not even kidding you. I did not. And I know, I know Gabe knows this experience all too well. Like, I didn't really fucking sleep last week at all. Um, and, and we're talking like w- we took naps. And they were not good naps because the hospital beds are not made for humans. Um, so I don't even know when I said that I like that message. I, I have no fucking clue. Um but yeah so we she technically started going to labor at like 4 45 um we didn't get to the hospital until around seven so movies tv shows will have you think that once the water breaks it's like it's time the baby is on its way that's just the beginning it you can you have time to shower you have time to eat you can take your time uh you don't have to speed or anything like that but Oh, really? Um, I'd be like literally hauling yeah. ass. So the weird thing was it, it wasn't actually like, normally it's like a big sploosh, right? Like somebody takes a gallon jug of water and just dumps it on the floor. But with oh, her, it was actually what's known as a high water break. So if you imagine a bag of water, um, the hole was on top. 
And so mm-hmm. as she walked around, it would kind of slosh and kind of let a little bit out at a time, as opposed to the the low water break, which is the more dramatic gush. Um, yeah. So it was kind of confusing for us in that sense of like, did the water break? It did it not. Like, what the fuck's going on? This is weird. So, but yeah, it was it was true. So, um, you know, all things considered, um, at the end of the day, she she was in labor for. 25 hours um wow which was tough for her and it was tough for me to watch because you know there's not really much that i can do um i can help with comfort help her to the bathroom all that sort of stuff but um yeah so that that was that was a very very long day but we had an amazing nurse named Catherine that was going above and beyond you know helping her move around and do a bunch of different movements um, that were supposed to, you know, open up her hips and get her body ready and, and do all these awesome things. But um, unfortunately, Jen got stuck at three to four centimeters dilated. Um, so we started off at about three centimeters dilated. And then 12 hours later, she got to four, 12 hours after that, she was back down to three. So the doctors don't want it to, last any more than 24 hours because that amniotic fluid is a protective barrier from child to the world and every time they go in and check they're pushing germs closer to him so uh-huh. um we were at the point where it was time to like make a choice and uh, one of those choices was way more risky for the child and for the mom so um he did get delivered by c-section um which was plan b um but you know ultimately it was the safest route for everybody involved. So that's what just needed to happen. Um, and then, you know, going into the surgery, you know, obviously nerves are maxed out some major surgery for both of them. We want everything to be okay. And um, yeah, once the, once it started, you know, um, it, it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty interesting thing to experience, you know, on one end you, you get from like a natural birth. I mean, there's that sort of experience where it's, you know, you get to see it coming out and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But this one was unique too, because you just hear, I'm sitting behind the big curtain right next to Jen, you know, kind of talking to her and helping her out mentally. And you just hear like the sounds of like, you know, an operation, people talking and doing stuff and asking for whatever. Um, and then out of nowhere, just you hear a baby screaming and it's like really, really cool and unique and something you don't really know how to put into words on a podcast, I guess. But um, yeah, so that was something I'll never forget because it was kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden there's just a crying, screaming baby. And it's like, Holy shit, he's here. Um, And then they kind of bring him around over here and you can see him and he's just as red as a lobster and swollen and greasy um, and super pissed about everything. (laughs) (laughs) He was very angry, but um, so they, you know, they're working on Jen, getting her put back together, and they pull me out, um, and I'm following the nurse who's holding him, still screaming. They put him on this little table in like the the room that we had, um, and he's 
just kind of flailing around on the table with his hand open. And I just kind of stick my index finger right there to where his hand can touch it. And he immediately like grabbed on. So that was like our first interaction was him grabbing my finger, which like immediately melts your heart immediately makes you cry. Cause it's just like, it was such a cool moment. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, he kind of, he calmed down quite a lot um, when he was holding my finger. But um, when Jen finally came back after they got her done and ready and she, she came back into the room, um, they take him still kind of screaming and angry and put him on her chest. And he immediately like, he went, <sighs> and just calmed right down, like, quit making a single noise and just chilled. It was really, really fucking cool. Wow. Um, and, you know, tears, happiness, um, you know, the, the kind of the sigh of relief from everybody. Jen was a little woozy from the surgery and the meds and all that stuff, but you know, the moment wasn't lost on her. Um, so that was pretty crazy. And then, you know, they do their checks and make sure everybody's good. And then we go to the, the, like the last room that we stay in before we get discharged. Um, and yeah. So then at that point we're two people in a room with a newborn baby and we're like, so what do we do? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, like yeah, the nurses left, they didn't give us any instructions and uh -huh. okay. Like, all right. Uh, can I get the manual? Can I'll, I get the can I get the tutorial for this? What, I'll hold him. Uh, that's that's like an appropriate thing to do. So I, you know, I pick him up and I'm holding him and like I haven't really held like a newborn baby. Um, I, I kind of watched other people do it and you support the head, kind of mm -hmm. hold him like a football in, in some ways. But um, yeah, so I, I that was pretty much my interaction with him at first. And then one of the nurses came in after a while and was like, "Do you want to change his diaper?" And I was like. I do, but I don't really know how. Um, so she showed me and his poop was disgusting. It was black and sticky and it smelled like death. And uh, I was happy to miss that one because it was awful. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not too challenging. But um, and then, yeah, you know, you just go through the process. Like, how the fuck do you feed somebody that doesn't know how to eat? Uh, and, and, you know, we tried the whole latching breastfeeding thing and, and that wasn't quite working, um, where he would kind of not really commit to it, I guess, but, um, yeah. So he did end up having a little bit of jaundice, which is, um, pretty common in newborns. Uh, and that's something that's still going on in some capacity. So we have a appointment this afternoon uh, to get him checked out again, which we're both very nervous about because what they did uh, while we were still in the hospital was they put him under um, like light therapy, which is uh, basically like a blue lamp that gives him UV rays. And he, they put him on like a little pad that does UV rays from the bottom. So he's getting front and back uh, treatment, but he had to be in his diaper, which he, he does not like being in just his diaper um, and he could not be held, which he also does not like that. And it was just really tough because he's a little baby. He's extremely upset. We're very emotionally attached to him at this point and we can't really do anything to help him. Um, he's upset and 
you know, that's pretty much it. You can't really do anything. So, um, I tried my best to keep him calm. Um, I sat with him Well, I stood with him for about five hours straight with one finger in each of his hands. Cause that was all that I could really do. And, um, you know, Jen would kind of do what she could too, which she was also loopy as fuck, but got those numbers to go down well enough to where he could come home. And then that was when it got really weird because you put the baby in the car and you're driving and you're like, holy shit, like there's no nurse coming in to check. There's no book. There's literally no, there's no instructions. There's, there's no guidance whatsoever. Uh, you can look things up, but now that I'm thinking about it, now that I've gone through it, like there really should be a book that they give out of like th these simple things to do, like how much they should eat, you know, like Jonathan, do you know how many milliliters of, of, of a formula or breast milk a baby should be consuming on their first 24 hours of life? Nope. No, you don't. And that's not common sense. And then how much would you think they need on their second day of life? Again, not common sense. So it's just like a whole new thing that you have to like learn about. And, you know, fortunately we uh, got to the pediatrician in time to find out that we were underfeeding him uh, because the last information that we had was from 24 hours old, you know, and that's not the same number that you need for 48 hours old and then so on and so forth. So, um, but we got him set up on a good routine now. Um, you know, the first day, uh, first day was chaos uh, just unadulterated chaos. Cause we just, you know, finding the rhythm, figuring out systems and, you know, going to change him was just like, where is everything? Like, I don't even remember setting this up, let alone like knowing what like a functional system for diaper changing would look like. And now that we have like an idea of like wipes need to be here, diapers need to be here. And like, as soon as he hits that table, you gotta be ready to fucking go. Cause he's not happy about it. Um, same thing goes like last night, uh, he pooped. So it's going to go clean him while I was cleaning him. I was like, I got this. We're going to do a super quick. He, uh, he peed, he peed on his own face because I forgot to cover his, his penis because they do that. So like self-administered golden shower and i felt awful i tried to stop it with my own hand but then obviously you can't catch a like a liquid um so that ended up just dribbling all over him and i was like dude like um. this i'm so sorry man and then that just extends the amount of time that he's screaming because yeah. now he's getting wiped down and cleaned and <laughs> all these funny things so um, you know uh, mike before, before going back to the whole feeding thing uh -huh. so with our first one Right. So Jennifer gives birth and she's there. And then they gave, they told us that, Hey, you know, uh, feed every X amount of time. Yeah. So they gave us, they gave us that information mm -hmm. and they were like that, you know, the baby will let you know, baby's going to, the baby's going to cry. The baby's crying is usually because of a couple things. One wants to be held two hungry, three uh, shit their diaper or, or need a diaper change. Yeah. Right. So I said, okay, well, fine. So then she goes through, I want to say four hours and she ends up skipping a feeding time. She's just sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. You, 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 you're good. You're chilling. You want to just rest? No problem. Then the nurse comes to me and she was just like, well, why didn't you feed him? You were supposed to feed him. I was like, well, she was sleeping. She's like, well, you're supposed to wake her up. I'm like, but she's sleeping. Yeah. 
you know, I would think it'd be like us, you know, you think about like, you know, if you're underfeeding or overfeed them, you know, they would let you know. Like if there's a day uh, that you go, you know, you go bringing it back to fitness. If you typically, you know, uh, intake, you know, 2000 calories one day, you do only like, you know, a thousand because it's just the way the day works. Usually the next day you're going to go over, right. It kind of balances itself out. So I, I took it the same kind of way. I didn't think of this before because I, that's not my thought process back then. But that's the just the best way that I kind of like, you know, equated to. So it's they really just don't tell you anything. They gave me like a little tutorial as to how to change how to change her, um, how to hold her. And like you said, like a football. And they're just like, you know, just not throwing her around, but just, you know, handling oh, her just like, yeah. Yeah, dude, nurses handle newborn babies like I handle a 45 pound plate. They are not <laughs> like it is so crazy to watch them. And then I'm trying to like delicately hold him. Like he's going to fucking shatter. And they're just like throwing them around. They got one hand. They're just fucking burping them while they're doing something else. And just like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yep. But at the same time, like, that's like reassuring to you of like seeing them do that. It's like, okay, I can do that too. And I'm not going to break him. And it's really cool to see them go through their process because that kind of like teaches you like, okay, this is how you swaddle. You do this, 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 and this, and then you're good. And then, you know, like maybe the first couple aren't the best, but then once you learn, you can do it just as quick. And same thing goes with the burping where I was like, I don't know how to fucking do this. Like, how do you hold them? Where do you hit? Like all that sort of stuff. And you got a couple nurses come in and they, they do it for you just to kind of show you because you ask because you have no fucking clue. And then you kind of find like the right way to do it. And then there's that one instance where you're feeding him and he starts choking because he doesn't know how to fucking swallow. And then Mm -hmm. your instincts just kick in and you flip him over and you support his head and you're smacking him on the back without even thinking about it, you know, because like you just kind of have to. Yeah, it just, no, it just, it just happens. I mean, like while they don't give you any type of manual, it's really within us and kind of ingrained in us because a lot of things that we do are very, like you mentioned, instinctual. And um, I think I mentioned it before where I was just always just terrified of just being around babies just because of how fragile I'm thinking that they are. And they are. So, uh, but, but um, once they kind of gave, gave, put her in my arms, just like how you mentioned after, you know, fresh out the womb, put her in your arms. It just felt like, it just felt so natural. Yeah. And I felt at ease and I wasn't nervous or anything. And even now thinking back on it, I, I, I should have been nervous as all hell because then the, our, our youngest, our second child, she was, uh, not for sure, not as long as you're, you know, 20, did you say 25 hours? For yeah. You? yeah. Yeah. Definitely nothing like that, but it was a good amount of time. And then we were both like super exhausted and I fell asleep with her in my arms. Mm-hmm. And now thinking back, like, God forbid, you know, you're sleeping, you're dead tired. What if your arms just, you know, give out or don't, you know, they don't stay in that perfect position where you're holding them. God forbid that happens, you know? Yeah. So I, I, now thinking back and I don't know how the hell I did that or why I did that, but you know, it's just, you, they don't give you any kind of going back to you. They don't give you any kind of instructions or manuals or anything. It's just more like, okay, here you go. You you'll be fine, which you will be. I mean, are there things that you're going to mess up on? Like having your little uh, diaper fiasco going on there, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, are you going to get shit on? Yes, you will. Already. Yep. Already happened. Check. Yeah. It, yeah. She, and even at first it's just uh, like, they give you like little pellets like when the first time that she shit on me, she just like, you know, hit me with like a Nerf gun. You know, it just, it just, it, that's how they were shooting out uh, f- for in the beginning. But um, it's just, um, 
it's just an amazing time. What I would probably say is just try to, um, as kind of crazy as it is that you trying to find your own routine. Yes, you will be tired. Um, yes, you will be, you know, stressed out or wondering if you're doing the right thing. Um, yes, you are doing the right thing. It's hard to, the only way you can mess it up is by just saying, oh, I'll be back or, you know, just total negligence. Yeah. Uh, but just, you know, enjoy each and every single time, each and every single moment, even the smells, right? You'll get, you'll, the, the, the baby will lose that new baby smell eventually. Yeah. I, I know and, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, it, it is funny though. Cause it's, um, it feels very natural, uh, for something I was so concerned with about like, how am I going to be a dad? As soon as you hear the cry, like something just happens in your brain. And then as soon as you get skin to skin contact with them, it's just like, it's very calming and it, it's very, it's very natural. And it's like something that you just like, you want to do. And um, e even when he's crying, like a crying baby before, like if I were in target and I heard some stranger's baby crying, I'm like, shut that baby up. Like, what the fuck? I'm trying to pick out my cereal or whatever. But now like when Oliver's crying, it's like, it's, it's like a call to action and it's not really, annoying it doesn't bother me it's in, in the in the same way um where it, it's more like what what do you need what can i do for you like how can i help that sort of thing so um but yeah dude i i fucking love it it's it's incredible um the even the diapers and the you know all the the the, the quote-unquote messy bad stuff that nobody wants to do like i, I love it because i know it's uh, not going to be around forever and I got to kind of relish in it. And then also it, it's just, you know, you just feel like, I don't even know how to say it. Like it's, it's just, it's instant purpose, you know, and it's the best kind of purpose. It doesn't really matter what you do with your day or your life or what you do for work or anything like that. As soon as you have a child, like, it's just like, that's part of you now. Um, which is also something that's not weird. It's, it's reassuring, but he's going to be a constant from now on. Um, and, and like, I, I love that, you know, I, I like seeing him. I like holding him. Um, the little noises he makes, all the little movements he does, the burps, the spit up the farts, the farts hilarious. He farts like an old man. I know, <laughs> I know that we are related because of the way that he farts. Um, <laughs> No DNA test needed. Yeah, not not at all. And yeah, so I mean it's it's just so fucking cool. And you know, I I went to the gym on Saturday to train a few clients and I couldn't think about anything other than going home. And like as soon as I got home, I was like I kissed Jen and then I grabbed Oliver and coddled him because I missed him. Um even now, like I after the we just recorded an episode before this. I ran out there and held him for a little bit because I missed him. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just probably like the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. And I could not be happier. Awesome, dude. That's fucking cool as shit. I genuinely have nothing to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's, um, I, I think you do have something to contribute because I've seen you with kids before, like with Monty at the gym. Um, like you are good with children, um, whether or not they're, um, yours or not. 
Um, Which still remains to be seen. Yeah. Who knows? You may have one floating around out there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm the piece of shit that missed everything. <laughs> oh, my God. God dang. No, but seriously, dude, like it's, it's like something that it's like complete unknown territory until you get there and then it just feels so natural yeah it's really strange like uh, of course we did our reading and stuff like that obviously not enough because we don't know how much a 48 hour old baby should be eating but um that's the kind of stuff that you just kind of learn as you go along and like we made the correction and now we're good but mm-hmm. everything else just feels so natural and like you want to take care of them it's not like it's just so it's so unique in that like you said no. you just want to do that it's not like you're like oh i guess you know gotta yeah. do this or or whatever just begrudgingly do anything like you truly it it's it's almost weird because you know sure you have a lot of love and care for yourself then you meet someone else and you have a lot of love and care for them and you say you know there's no way i can love anybody more than you yes there is yeah and it's is. when 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 you have when you create you know this this life like this that part of you is right there like you mentioned like you know just the way that it farts or whatever it's just um i don't know it, it's just like you said super cool and just super crazy and it's just a weird even way to just try to explain it or just try to find the right words to describe as to how the either the feeling is the emotions um just just the wanting to always want to be there with them is just a it's just a crazy time um amazing time uh like i said just uh cherish each and every single moment because next thing you know you know it'll be like you know it's been a what a week now next you know it's gonna be a month and then you'll be like oh well they're they're a totally different person then and you'll miss you know even these little times i mean like i try to do that uh even now so my oldest she's gonna be what was it like the like how old they are you know she 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 started middle school this year and have a middle school or a sixth grader she's gonna go into seventh grade then eighth grade and high school and it's just it just anytime i even stop to think about that even like right now it just throws me for like a loop as to how time f- flies how much they're grown just each and every single thing about them. Like I can still picture in my head, like vividly as, you know, her, you know, it's a little baby, you know, climbing into our drawers, you know, she would, she would just open up the drawer and pull out all the clothes that were in there and then just climb in there. And yeah, I know silly, but you know, it's just, (laughs) she just loved doing that. And I was just like, whatever. I mean, they're your clothes. So it's okay. You can take them out if you want. Yeah. And it's, it's just a, just a great time. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to all that, and I'm definitely like that. Th- that concept is not lost on me. I am I am eating up every single moment. Um, you know, even the, the the ones that most people would perceive to be bad, where he poops on you or whatever. It's kind of like oh, like it's it's kind of funny, you know. And when he grabs my beard and pulls with the might of a million strong men, it just it's something you kind of gotta enjoy. Um, and I, I don't know. I do kind of feel bad for him though. This is one thing that's kind of funny. Um, he sits like if I'm holding him in my arms, my beard is now to the length where he's basically eating it. Uh, so I have to ponytail it now. And it's not like a beautifully done ponytail that was like, like I've, I've been doing this my whole life. I'm like, I need to get this hair out of my baby's face. Otherwise he's going to choke on it or eat it or just get suffocated by it because 
there's just that much hair. And so, yeah, I have to like do all these weird things, ponytail it, tuck it into my shirt. Otherwise I can't even see his face. Um, <laughs> so you should do like where you sit him and like put the hair around him. Like it looks like his hair and just put his face right in between. I know him. you've done yeah. that already. <laughs> yeah, I have. If picture. he sits still long enough, I'll, uh, I'll try to take a picture of it, but you're also, you know, that's another part. Like I'm learning. I can do a lot more with one hand than I thought I could. Because mm. uh, holding a child that doesn't necessarily want to be held or doesn't understand the concept of like, if I let go, you're going to fall a fair distance and it's not going to feel very good. So he's like, just, he's like constantly just wiggling, right? Like it's just a constant movement and his arms are flailing and he just fucking throws his head back. And like, he's like being possessed by a demon or something. And then he yawns and then he goes straight to sleep. And I'm trying to like get a bottle ready or I'm trying to do something else. And I, it's just one hand and it's my non-dominant hand because I'm most comfortable holding him with my right. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta so work on that shoulder mobility, man. It's going to get tight. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's something I am learning. So we're learning to, you know, prop up our arms. I got a, um, I got a special pillow. That's kind of like a, like a wraparound for your waist, kind of like the ones you'd wear on like an airplane for your neck. Mm-hmm. but it's more around your waist so that when you sit down, you have something to rest your elbows on, um, uh, which was invaluable, dude. My, from the whole experience sitting in the hospital chairs, sleeping on the hospital bed, um, consoling Jen, which like, I'm not worried about posture when I'm trying to calm her down during a contraction or anything like that. And, you know, then going to the point where I'm holding a child with no real experience holding a child, I was not propping up my elbows. I was not worried about posture. I was also craning my neck down because I can't take my eyes off of him. Like my mid and upper back was fucking fried and it still kind of is, but you got to like figure that stuff out as I go along and, you know, having a background in training and exercise and stuff like that. I know what I can do to kind of help with it, but Ultimately, that pillow, I think it's called a, a boopy or a boopa or something like that. It's like a brand name. Boop. Yeah, boopa, I think. Boopa, yeah, that sounds familiar. That thing's a lifesaver. Um, what? Which sounds oddly so similar to another uh, item, uh, a bumbo? I think it's a bumbo. A bumbo, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you we, sit them in. Yeah, I mean, have... it's obviously way too young for, for that because they can't yeah. support their own, like, you know. Well, we did have our first trainer client interaction yesterday because I was reading about tummy time. It's very important. Uh, infants mm. are supposed to be on their back because suffocation hazards and so on and so forth. But at a certain point, you need to train them. And then it becomes the point where you go on tummy time. So you flip him over, put him on his belly, and he has to learn how to pick up his head, which is like the biggest, one of the biggest milestones. Um, Cause then he can actually like turn and look around, which he's already trying to do. So I was like, let's put him on the bed right in the middle, nice and safe. It's not like he's very mobile anyways, but put him on the, on his tummy and start with his head facing this way and see how long it takes him to pick his head up and roll it over to the other side. So he got, he got his head turned in three minutes and he worked his ass off for it. But that's just like one of those little things that like should be in the fucking book. Somebody needs to write this book. Just uh, hitting him with uh, trigger sessions. Yeah. Well, I was kind of <laughs> joking. Just, you, should, you should just document everything you're doing, man, and fucking publish a book and sell it. Yeah, yeah I, I, so. I think that would be a good for Dr. Mike. But I was, I was kind of joking around with one of my clients. Like I'm still training. We're just doing different kinds of circuits where it's like, Nap, diaper change, feed, burp, skin to skin, nap time. 
diaper change, feed, burp, skin to skin, nap time. It's just back and forth. <laughs> and like, you get these very small breaks. Um, lately he's been, I guess it's called cluster feeding. Um, I consider it to be inconvenient binging because if it happened at 9 a.m., it would be fine. But uh, between the hours of 9 p.m. and 2 to 4 a.m., he eats every hour. Um, and it's not a very quiet feed either. He's very upset when he's not eating, um, which is good. It means he's growing and yep. his metabolism is fucking raging. Um, but it's in a very inconvenient time because we want to sleep. So He's so anabolic. You know, he doesn't even know it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of advice about sleeping when baby sleeps and stuff like that, but like we still have a household, you know, so it's, it's tough. Um, I'm, I'm prioritizing Jen, prioritizing Jen being the one to sleep yep. uh, best I can. Cause she is post surgery, which is mm-hmm. something to recover from, but you know, and then you have the other effect of like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit here and rest because I'm tired or I just want to sit here and stare at my child because he's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, so our house is kind of a wreck right now. Um, Chester's still getting attention. He's still part of our family. Uh, we kind of messed up the first couple times, I think, because he is so excited and we were worried that he was going to hurt him. So we kind of shunned him a little bit and we could tell that that, uh, that gave him a negative feeling um, of some kind because he instantly kind of got a little down, uh, which we hadn't really seen from him before. So we corrected that. Um, and now Chester's happy. He's a happy little guy again. Um, you know, when, and that part's actually really cool because, uh, when the baby cries, Chester comes running, um, which is really, really like reassuring to me of like, he's going to be like the protective, uh, animal that I was hoping. Um, and yeah, so like when we're changing him or if he's upset and he's crying or whatever, Chester comes over with a very concerned look on his face and he will stay concerned until we like kneel down and let him sniff the baby and make sure that the baby's okay. So that's part of the process. Now too, if we change him, he's screaming the whole time. And then Chester comes in is like, what the fuck's going on in here? What are you doing to him? And then as soon as he's changed, we pick him up, he calms down and then we kneel down and Chester sniffs him to make sure he's okay. And then he's like, Oh, okay. And he goes back to doing whatever the fuck. But uh, Lucy on the other hand, just doesn't really care. That's the cat. I, I never really expected much from her, but yeah. Lucy. <laughs> she's like whatevs. Yeah, she's like, oh great, another mouth to feed. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, a lot of good stuff happening, man. That's really, really cool. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think this was a good, like, kind of like a mindset episode, right? This is I think this all this really did was uh give a lot of people a lot of women that probably listening baby fever. And I you know what? We're not responsible for anything that takes that anything that happens well, post show. That's our disclaimer. Check Jonathan, with your professional. <laughs> Jonathan is single, so <laughs> keep that in mind. No, I do think it is a mindset related episode though, because we talk oh, a lot about sure. change and stuff like that, and 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 this is purely mindset. And there's no. This is the story everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, this I mean, it's true. not. It's not something you necessarily prepare for in the sense it's of the like people going you know, you think, you think that as soon as that, that little baby wraps his hand around your finger, like, Oh, I'm going to change instantly. It's not something you necessarily think about, but it happens anyways. And you know, it's the most unique thing I have ever experienced in that you instantly become a different person. 
Um, not to say that my mannerisms are different or I'm, I like different video games now than I did before, but you just, you go from you to dad, which is a drastic change. And it's, it's very surreal. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to like really put it. Yeah. You n- next thing you know, you look down and you have these, uh, these white new balance shoes on your feet. It's just really weird. Uh, no, I'm already looking at his first pair of Converse, and they have dinosaurs on them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. Um, anything else before we wrap this episode up? Uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, going back to how this is really a mindset kind of episode, I mean, like, we covered a, a couple of different ones. You mentioned change. What about the uh, being okay with sucking? Because the first time that you change a diaper, right, it ain't going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. You know, so all of these things that you kind of like as you were going through the story that you were that you were um, going through, it just it just clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, it references. Oh, what about this? Or oh, what about that? So all of this is and I mean, like it's just, it, it just, you know, capture all that perfectly. Yeah. No. And actually, one more thing just to, on the on the trainer note of uh, becoming a dad, we have a uh, it's we're kind of tracking his calories in a certain way because we have a little whiteboard on our fridge. Um we write down the time and the amount mm-hmm. that he consumes. Mm-hmm. It's on our board. And this dude is putting down a ton of ounces, which for a baby is gallons. So um, we have all of it written down 1140, 35 milliliters, uh, 120, another 35 milliliters. And then 3 PM he's like, he's hungry as fuck. So here's 60 or whatever. Um we're also tracking his peas and his poops just to make sure that all the, the marks are being hit. So um, yeah, track your calories. I have a, actually I was cleaning out my garage and I found the sheet that the, that's the hospital gave me. And same thing. It would say how much they ate, what time they eat, what type of poo, what type of pee, yeah. all of this. And I, uh, I only had it for the first one. Cause apparently the hell with the second one, you know, it's like, <laughs> whatever, I got this, you know, it's not a big deal. And it really is that way, you know, with the way that you are, that nervousness to whatever from, from the first child, it kind of goes away. You mm-hmm. know, those commercials that you see of like uh, the first child where everybody was like, the mom is like, okay, well here, uh, put some, some uh, hand sanitizer all the way up to your elbows. And then the, the second child comes and the mom gives the, the baby over to uh, the mechanic all covered in grease and dirt. Yeah. You've seen yeah. that commercial. It, it really is like that. I mean, obviously not to that extreme, but just um, I, it's funny that you mentioned because I did find that. I'm going to just uh, look for it again and just see what, what her numbers were because I did look I, at it. Well, I was going to say, I, I imagine it because like I dropped one of his, one of the nipples for his bottle on the ground and I like, I was like, oh shit. And I bent down, picked it up, rewashed it, you know, and like I'm imagining in my head, like child number two, I'm just like, I pick up the nipple and I'm like, <laughs> And just Maybe. go back into it and just no, you put it in your mouth and then uh, you... oh wow, that's okay. <laughs> that's the difference between child number one and child number two, I guess. Yeah, that's actually a little yeah. bit gross, but it's yeah, <laughs> it, it just like that. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, I do have a uh, uh, a dad joke. I don't know if it's the best, but. Do you know how dad jokes are? Go I'm ahead. prepared. Okay. Well, so I took, uh, I took Oliver and Chester to the dog trainer and I said, uh, you know, how much is it going to cost to get him to, to protect him? And the trainer kind of like looked at me and looked at them and was like, sir, I'm a, I'm a dog trainer. I can't train your baby to protect your dog. Ah, it's not very good, but hey. <laughs> it's a dad joke. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, they have a good, 
<laughs> well, I think we can wrap it up, shall we, boys? Yes. Gabe, are you gonna throw in a dad joke, or are you just gonna give it to Mike today? Uh, give it to Mike. He gets all of the the whole the whole shine. All right. Well, my dogs are getting impatient. We've been podcasting for a couple hours now. So, with that being said, listeners, if you guys liked this episode, and if you didn't, what's wrong with you? You Everything. better give us a five star rating and review to this amazing episode. Welcome, Oliver Nillis, Oliver Anthony Nillis, right? Yep. Hey. Um, we can even title it like that and just go ahead and just congratulate Mike on the comments and reviews. And that way we can continue to help people in the meantime, as a, as like my favorite word of byproducts, um, <laughs> check us out on the, on the socials at the next level show. My personal page is at John Alva seven. I almost forgot mine for a second. Gabe is at prime and glory and Mr. Mike Papa Mike is not at Papa Mike. It's Mike Nellis P T.